0: Welcome to being a successful leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Uh, welcome to the series, uh, being a successful leader. Carl Welty here, your host. Uh, the intent of the series is to provide a valuable insights and practical, proven know-how to be a successful leader. It's divided into three sections, or what I call imperatives, for successful leadership. The first is being a skilled, self-aware leader. The second is formulating and executing a sound strategy. And the third is building a culture of commitment. Skilled, self-aware leader, formulating, executing a sound strategy, and building a culture of commitment. 26 weekly episodes divided pretty much evenly among the three areas of focus. Each episode is about 15 to 30 minutes. Today's topic is freeing up more discretionary time. Now, to back up just a little bit, uh, we had, uh, as an integral part of being a skilled software leader, uh, a section uh, about discovering and another section or episode on capitalizing on your strengths. Uh, but your time is probably uh, limited, especially you know as a leader pretty well filled up. So we need to discuss ways to make room to allow you more discretionary time so you can capitalize on your strengths. Now, obviously, in the uh, the long run, uh, knowing your strengths, uh, you can take advantage of that and create or uh, uh, capture uh, opportunities for yourself. But as we discussed in the short run, uh, your current leadership role, we can probably discover uh, last, uh, chapter or episode ways to, uh, capitalize your strengths. Even if, uh, you not full up for some reason and, uh, don't need to make room, uh, still as a leader, there's, uh, it's an open ended job leadership and there's always room for higher level, higher value work as a leader. So always a good thing to kind of keep it free to look at, uh, more discretionary time. All right. With that as an intro, let's get going on. Uh, freeing up more discretionary time. Uh, divided into three parts this episode, number one, we'll briefly go through some strategies for you to consider in looking for ways to uh, free up your discretionary time. The second of the three is the art of delegation. Very, very important uh, uh, activity as a leader manager. And we spend a little bit of time on that. Uh, and we end up uh, briefly with uh, managing your weaknesses. Uh, remember we talked about uh it's important to uh know you know your strengths, but also your uh, your weaknesses. Okay. Now possible strategies uh regarding work you're currently uh performing, your responsibilities. Remember we d- divided accountability and or our or our distinguished uh, accountability and, and responsibility. Accountability is your overall uh, desired results that you're obliged to achieve and responsibility is, is carrying out duties and you have responsibilities, duties underneath your accountability. And, uh, we're looking at should you continue to do those or streamline them or what have you. So n- number one of the uh, possible strategies is discontinue. Sometimes we get started with things and it maybe had a good purpose at the beginning, but maybe has outlived its usefulness. So are there any responsibilities that you personally perform now, work you do, that you could uh, uh scratch out, eliminate? The second is to re-engineer work. In other words, maybe there's a procedure you've been following and what have you, and maybe you can streamline that and uh clear it up a little bit. A third is organization-imposed uh, work. What is that? That is work you have to perform in your leadership role, that you don't really start, uh, but the organization requires it, your organization. And uh, sometimes, just like your own work, things get started and had a purpose, but maybe now it's uh, outlived its purpose. So if there's any of that, uh, maybe you're well-served to talk to whomever in your organization uh, to see if there's way we can eliminate that or streamline that organization-imposed work. May retire, require a little bit of leadership courage, but I mean, that's what it's all about. Courage, as we talked about, is really a very, very important part of leadership. Okay. Another one is delegation possibilities. Uh, ongoing activities or tasks that you are currently perform, uh, are segments of work. Uh, maybe your responsibility is a certain hunk of work that's continuous. Maybe it's time to, uh, delegate that to, uh, to somebody in your organization. Uh, meetings that you attend, maybe you don't have to attend these meetings. Maybe somebody or organization working for you can attend these meetings. So ongoing activities or tasks that you could delegate. Another delegation possibility is, uh, both routine and non-routine, what I call time limited. I invite into time and ongoing work, time limited assignments or activities that come your way. A lot of them could be very routine. You know, please do this. Please do that. Take care of this, but others maybe require. A little bit more uh, deliberation and uh, talking to whomever you're going to delegate it to. And uh, maybe there's some activities that come your way that uh, you could delegate. Uh, another one of delegation possibilities to so letting go of your strength work. Of course, we spend time on uh, discovering your strengths, your strength work. And, uh, maybe sometimes you hang on to these things because it's nice, warm and fuzzy and you feel good and so forth and so on. We talked about the principle of technical priority. Very, very important thing to understand. Principle pri- technical priority, uh, states that, uh, there's a good, there's good human nature reasons that we tend to hang on to technical things. And remember we talked about technical work, management work and leadership work. And sometimes technical work is, it's more rewarding because it's faster. We have uh, specific results. We're we're skilled in it. And sometimes maybe we got to our current position because of our technical prowess. But uh, there's a time to let go of that. And sometimes there's a tendency to hold on because it feels good to uh, to keep our skills honed. And that's another reason that people tend to hold on to technical work. They don't want to become obsolete. And gee whiz, what if people below me uh, can do it better than I am? I can't. Well, that's just a fact of life and, uh, you know, get used to it. Uh, uh, you're, you're a leader manager now and there's still technical work you need to perform. Remember, you're never a hundred percent leader or manager. You have to keep up with technical work, keep your knowledge up and sometimes your skills, but then there's times to, uh, let go of that too. Okay. Hopefully I made that clear. And the last is staff development. Maybe it's time that a person or people working for you. They're ready now. They, they're, they're what I call mature, uh, uh, maturity level, maturity level is the, uh, task relevant or responsibility relevant, uh, maturity, maturity being competition, comp, competence and motivation. In other words, they they have now the necessary skill, and they're motivated to take on a larger responsibility. So maybe they weren't ready up to now. Then Maybe it's time that you delegate uh, to a person or people an activity or a a hunk of responsibility. Okay, those are some key pieces of possible strategies you can think about and explore in terms of freeing up some uh, discretionary uh, time for yourself. Let's move now to the art of delegation. Spend a few minutes on this. Uh, very, very, as I said earlier, really very, very important uh, activity, a critical skill, if you will, for, for the leader manager. Delegation, we need to define as the act of entrusting responsibility and authority, responsibility and authority to others and create accountability for results. Entrusting responsibilities and authority to others and creating accountability for results. It, it, it involves passing on to others either ongoing or time limited responsibilities, uh, things that you can delegate a piece of work you have been forming or assignment or project, that sort of thing. Uh, but we need to look upon delegation. And this is important as an investment, uh, your investment in time and effort and so forth and so on and developing a person or people working for you and not uh, getting rid of work. It's an investment in a a time for performance coaching, an opportunity for that. So very important. Again, we're not talking about routine things. Please do this. Please do that. Please call so-and-so. We're talking about things that need some conversation up front as you pass on an assignment, a project, or a hunk of work that you heretofore have been performing. So delegation is not passing the buck. It is not giving up your overall accountability. Remember, we made a distinction between accountability and responsibility. Uh, it's not refusing to make a decision by assigning it to another. I know you're not guilty of that. And uh, the another one is it's not shirking your own personal responsibility. Okay, so think of it as investment, and with that, it requires a little bit upfront time to uh, have a quality a handoff, if you will. So let's look at uh, delegation considerations. Uh, number one is the complexity of the assignment, uh, hinted at that already. If it's a routine thing and so forth, maybe you just write a note, send an email, have a brief conversation. Uh, so if it's more than that, maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's scalable. So maybe now's the time to have upfront conversation. We talked about already the other delegation considerations, the maturity level of the responsibility, uh, or the task relevant, uh, maturity level, of the person you're going to give the assignment to. Are they ready for it? Um, and if they're not, maybe you need to uh, coach them a little bit until they're ready. And the other one of a uh, delegation consideration is uh, opportunity for performance coaching, excellent opportunity for performance coaching. That'll be one of our major sessions down the line, performance coaching. Let's look at the delegation components. I, have, I divided into two, the intent. What is the intent of this delegation, be it ongoing or time limited? And the second one is the execution. How are we going to do this thing? So let's look at intent. Now this is full blown and and you probably don't need all of this for every delegation but for those that are somewhat complex, somewhat unique, somewhat new, uh maybe you do need to work through all of these pieces of uh, of intent. First of all is the situation. What's the context here? Things to uh, be considered here is what is going on, why this assignment, why you, why now? What are the given factors, uh, the, the givens of the situation, the scope and boundaries, commitments and limitations, in other words, the resources, the time, that sort of thing? And who are the key stakeholders or players? What is going on? Why this assignment? Why you? Why now? What are the given factors? And who are the key stakeholders and players? That's part of the situation of the intent. Now we move to the what's the results of the uh, to be desired for the in the delegation. What's the objective? What are the desired outcomes? How do you know success when you see it? And what are the concerns? What do we need to keep an eye on? You and the person or people you're delegating this piece of work to. Um, So then uh, uh, we move to uh, another part of uh, execution, and that's the authority. Or now we move to execution. Excuse me. That was the intent. Now let's move to the authority, uh, which is the first piece of execution. Um, So... We're clear now on what the, uh, what the what's are. Uh, let's move to, uh, how much uh, power invested in the person that you're going to give the authority. Uh, you could, uh, uh think of this in, in, in these ways from, uh, very little authority to the whole thing. Just do it. Uh, so one, one, uh, level of, uh, of authority is to just investigate. Would you, would just check this out? Now we agreed on what we're trying to do here and, and, uh, and, just let me know. Another one, check it out and recommend investigate. And the other one is recommend, check it out and, and let's get back together and recommend what we should do. The third is to decide and get approval. In other words, we, we, we agreed on the intent, uh, uh work it through and, uh, formulate an opinion, but check with me before you implement. Okay. Uh, the fourth of five, investigate, recommend, decide and get approval is act and inform. Go ahead and do it, but let me know what you did. Okay. And the final is just act. We've agreed on what we're trying to achieve. I'll leave it to you to figure out the best way to do it and just go ahead and do it. Thank you. Uh, another one of uh, the uh, execution is assistance needed. you got to think through any special training or, or help needed for the person you're delegating to. Any advanced communications with others needed regarding the delegation. Can I pave the way or do I need to pave the way? Grease the skids, if you will. Who needs to know? What do we need to tell them? How are we going to tell them? Should it be me, you, both of us? And then how are we going to work together through this piece of delegation? How are we going to work uh, uh in, in uh, having quality collaboration? What is the frequency and the kind of interact- interaction needed? And then there's the hows. This is the performing it, the action plan. What, who, when, resources needed. So those are several pieces in terms of the uh, actual execution, uh, again, it's uh, the authority, the assistance needed, working together, and the hows. Now, the uh, passage of from the what's to the hows uh, needs to be seen as a, uh, a dotted line, not a solid line, but it's a good opportunity, once you've agreed on the the outcomes, to uh, uh delegate a, a, a large part give a large part of discretion to the person you're delegating this to now that will vary sometimes you need to be continue involved in the execution as well as the uh, uh, the intent and maybe you have a lot of knowledge that you need to be still involved or uh, for some reason you you uh, you need to coach the person on on the house and uh, need to stay close but other times it's a great opportunity to say, okay, now why don't you go ahead and just, uh, uh, execute and then whatever authority you agreed on, you know, to keep personally keep you posted. So beware of that transition point between the, uh, intent and the execution. A good time to allow for discretion for whoever you're delegating it to. Now let's close up with briefly discussing, discussing, uh, managing your weaknesses. Uh, as I pointed out earlier, when you talk about strengths, it's just as important to figure out, uh, what, what you're not strong in. And then, uh, you can uh, be better informed as you move forward. Um, so the key here is, is, uh, to bite the bullet and say, okay, uh, is there any of these weaknesses I can also delegate, not getting rid of it? I mean, if it's a weakness, maybe you still need to perform it. Uh, not just get rid of it, as we talked about earlier. Uh, and if you need to continue performing it, you need to bite the bullet and say, okay, what am I going to do here? Uh, maybe there's some mentoring and coaching that you can arrange for, uh, education or training, or uh, maybe ongoing support from others. In other words, you're trying to take this uh, shortfall and uh, boost it up a little bit. And it could be that you, even if you get more skilled uh, and um, even motivated about uh, the shortfall, its never going to be a strength. Remember, strengths are what you're really good at and passionate about, but it's a part of your job and you got to do it well and you're committed to doing it well. I remember one, I'll give you an example, one case uh, a while ago when I was in organization life and the position I was in required quite a bit of detailed work uh and uh, that was not one of my strengths. That was not detail oriented, if you will. And it was actually counter to my, one of my strengths, which is strategic thinking. It was almost the opposite kind of thing. And looking back, if I knew what we were talking about here in this series about discovering your strengths, I probably should have avoided taking this position, but I didn't know, you know, and so I s- uh, gutted it out, suck it in, and um, I actually got certified in this hunk of work. That I didn't particularly care for and I was better at it and so forth and so on. I didn't avoid it and, uh, pretty competent, in it, but it was, still wasn't something I really enjoyed. So that's a good example of, uh, of what you might have to do in managing your weaknesses. Okay. Let's, uh, preview the next, uh, little segment in our episode here. Up to this point, we've been looking at in terms of the, uh, skilled self-aware leader. We've been looking at the self-aware part. We're going to move in the equation to the skilled part for the next three episodes. And to give you a little preview, next episode will be sharpening your perceptive skills, what's going on out there. The second part, uh, two episodes from now, will be skillfully communicating about differences you have. And as a leader, you know, you're going to have differences. And if you don't have differences, maybe you're not being courageous enough or really uh, being assertive enough. So you got to handle those uh, with with skill. And then the final one is adaptive behavior, being able to uh, self-regulate your behavior and to align and pace with folks you're dealing with. So next three uh, episodes are sharpening your perceptive skills, skillfully communicating about your differences, and then adaptive behavior should be a fun time for us. All right. You take care of yourself and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.